Welcome back to Unqualified and Uneducated, where we give your unqualified and uneducated opinions on all things sports, music, movies, anything that's really interesting. What's up, Carl? Are we ready? <laughs> oh, I guess not. <laughs> For those of you guys who aren't aware, that was the uh, Ja Rule halftime show at the Milwaukee Bucks game. Man, what a hero. That's so funny, bro. That is the best video ever. That fool (laughs) comes out. Sanchez, are we ready? (laughs) Oh, I guess not. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, okay. So, in today's episode, it's going to be a sports-only episode. And we're talking about topics ranging from the OG Robert Kraft to Zion Williams, his shoe, um, college basketball, uh, Jim Boheim, and the car crash. That happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. resulted in the uh, loss of someone's life. So we're gonna be talking about a few topics in, in sports, and as always, we're gonna be talking about the Kings. You're never gonna get away from that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, which one you want to tackle it at first, Carl? Uh, I'm thinking we gotta end on the college basketball stuff, just because I think that can be the most like, because we could go on so many different things there. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think the one we should just start off with. Standard Robert Kraft. Bob okay. Kraft? You want me to call him Bob so you don't get offended? Yeah, go with Bob. Yeah, go Bob Kraft. All right, so Bob Kraft, not, as I looked up, he's not the owner of uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese. He's only the <laughs> owner of, of the Patriots. But my man's, my man's got caught up in a sting operation at a damn massage parlor. Solicit, soliciting? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll go with it. Is that the right word to use? But whatever, getting prostitutes. Allegedly. Nah, they got it on video, bro. <laughs> I All was right. watching it. They got the the cops or whoever was in charge of the operations. Like everyone that we have listed here, uh, who was a part of this, <laughs> like prostitution ring who was like getting the prostitutes we have their actions on video <laughs> my man's in deep <laughs> he was in deep <laughs> oh man why why would he do this i mean it was he making money off of this no it wasn't like his thing it wasn't like he was in charge of it he was just using it but it's, that doesn't make sense it's like my man was just going there to get some. Dude, you have all the money in the world. Can't you pay for like a high class escort? I was legitimately just thinking, just the person he is and all the money that he has, I guarantee you there's just people willing to throw themselves at him and he wouldn't even have to like, I feel like he wouldn't even have to go out of his way and pay him. They would just like, do it and like on the hope that they would get pregnant and have a kid exactly like and and, then i don't i I just don't understand like you have like you said you have like the notoriety and the money to do all that and you go is what to a a massage parlor yeah (laughs) i'm surprised i'm surprised (laughs) 
Yeah, it's freaking crazy. I can't believe it. But I mean, the thing that he was caught up in is like actually pretty serious because it's like they're getting women from like China. And oh, so this Thailand is like, stuff. oh, this is, like, this is trafficking. Like, yeah, it's trafficking. So oh. that's what he got caught up in. Uh, but like they've been, they get taken from China, promised like a good life in America and they just get stuck in, stuck in that room. They have to like live in their little rooms where they do their business Oh, you know, oh. they have to live in there all day and then do that. So, like, thank goodness. I mean, thank goodness they at least got this one parlor or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of figured out that. But uh, <laughs> too bad this idiot was caught up in it, man. Well, you know, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm thankful for him getting caught up in it. So for real, because it was funny though, because they were like, they were like, because they were really just there to catch the people who are who are like in charge of it yeah the the people who are like going and getting these girls and Mm -hmm. doing all this they're like we never expected anyone so famous to come that's like what it seemed like damn we never expected someone so famous to come through jeez man man i mean that's really that's really sad i thought honestly i thought it was just like a regular like massage parlor that people were he was just visiting but that it being tied up in sex trafficking actually is really sad you know like, yeah yeah it's 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 crazy it's it sucks that it's uh something like that but uh hopefully this leads, at least at least they busted that one joint up, yeah so and i hope hopefully this leads to other joints getting busted because i don't know hopefully just hopefully something comes of this yeah just just keep following mr craft and his deeds yeah any is all his resorts. Dude, dude can't win a football game without cheating. This dude's just, <laughs> this dude's just shady, man. Just follow this guy. Any barbershop he goes to. I know. Restaurant. I, I saw a freaking, <clears throat> I saw a tweet and it said, it had like, a it had like Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Bob Kraft, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> and I think there was a fifth one and it said, it had them like lined up and then it had like a bunch of these other things on the side like a prostitute a gun a deflated football a video camera and it said match the patriot yeah. oh it had julian edelman in steroids, steroids in it. yeah it's like match the patriot, patriot to their crime to their crime and i was like that's foul but yeah. <laughs> so true yeah twitter is i mean yeah man there's gonna be a there's gonna be an intense 30 for 30 for that patriots organization yeah they are shady bro. that's gonna that's gonna be must see tv you know what's crazy? Uh, freaking the one who seems like the most wild who would do crap like that. Gronk. Gronk is the <laughs> one who has not been caught up in anything so far, at least. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of wild. Yeah, as as it stands right now, we don't know, but Gronk allegedly, you know, he's he's on the he's on the straight and narrow. Probably. The dude who decided to have a damn party on a yacht and like invited everyone to it. <laughs> What a savage. Okay, so, um, all right, so we're done with that topic. Uh, do you want to move on to the Jim Bohan? Yeah, let's talk about that because I'm genuinely interested about what happened. The only knowledge I have about that is uh, he got into an accident, or mm-hmm. I don't even know if it was an accident, but Jim Bohan basically got hit someone with a car and they died yeah 
pretty much. I can't, I can't honestly, you know, um, I can't remember where he was. I feel like he was driving home from like either like a game or something to do with like the team or something to do with like team affiliated stuff. I could be wrong, but he was driving along the highway and I guess in New York or whatever, wherever they were, they were there, they were, and um, further ahead of him, someone had crashed. Uh, the person's name is Jorge Jimenez, and he had, yeah. they had crashed, and uh, um, I guess uh, the, Mr. Jimenez was in the street walking, or in the middle of the highway walking, and um, he was struck by Boheim's car, and he passed away. Um, Damn. Yeah, and you know, like, of course, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't under the influence of anything. You know, he passed all the tests. Uh, police are still investigating. They didn't arrest him or anything. It just seems like it was an unfortunate accident. And you know, it's it's just it's just a bad. It's just a really bad situation. A tragic, really tragic situation. Yeah, that's freaking heavy, bro. And uh, and I don't know how I feel about this, but like, uh, so there was that Syracuse versus Duke. Um, and then so they they gave a moment of silence for Jorge Jimenez, right? right as you should. And then Boheim, am I saying his name, last name right? I I think it's Jim Beheim. I say it wrong all the time. It's, yeah, it is Beheim. I think it's Beheim. It's weird because it is B O H. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so Jim Beheim he walks into the arena and they give him a standing ovation. You know. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. Like a standing ovation. Like I don't like I not like. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. By the end of the day, someone lost their life, and then I was talking to somebody today, and they said, "Yeah, I don't have a problem with that." And I told them, "Okay, so imagine if that was your father or brother right. or sister or whatever, and you're sitting at home, and it's not that even you'd be watching the game, but this guy that did this." is getting a standing ovation as if, you know, and I understand that he feels bad and regretful that he killed somebody, but at the end of the day, he's walking around with his life, right? And yeah. your family member has lost his life, and everybody, th- thousands of people are celebrating this guy like he's done something amazing. So I don't know how, I, I, I know how I feel about it. I think it was, I don't like it. I didn't like it. I think Syracuse, that was wrong. I don't, but at the same time, you it's not you can't control like the thousands of fans that are in the stadium, right, right, right. But it just to me like it just it look it looks it looks bad. It's, it looked it felt nasty to me. That's now if, like if he had walked out with like a family member, mm-hmm. something like that, or with like even like a shirt on or something, maybe I could see that being justified for like. I don't know a reason like that where you're supporting uh, the family or the, like the Mr. Jimenez who passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also I was thinking right when you're explaining that maybe, I mean, maybe it's like they're, they know like, cause dude, going through something like that, being the person who kills somebody in a freak accident, like that's some heavy stuff. It is. Uh, and maybe it's kind of like, they're showing their support for Jim Beheim because mm-hmm. they know, and I know they should be doing it for the family, but it's just like, 
they're like, we got your back, man, type of thing. Like, it sucks, and we're here for you, which, I mean, it's a fans, so that doesn't mean much, but kind of this, just to show their support to him. Yeah. Maybe, no type of thing. No, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird, I, I totally agree. Like, I understand that, you know. Because he, he might think, like, before that game, he might think, oh, my God, I'm going to walk in here, and everyone's going to freaking hate me because mm-hmm. I killed this guy. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, if it all comes back where they do an investigation, I don't even know if they are, but, like, he wasn't under influence of anything. There wasn't anything he could do about it. It was literally a freak accident. Then, I mean, he's going to feel bad, and he needs people to be there for him. So, no, I don't know. It's, it, it, you're, you're right. I agree. Like, it's just, it's a weird situation. I just felt like, I don't know, it's just... I don't know, I feel because I agree with you, and you make a lot of sense when you say that you know they're there to support him, but it's like, I mean, that's some heavy stuff. But at the end of the day, he still has his life, and I understand that they gave him a moment of silence for, you know, for Mr. Jimenez. They gave him a moment of silence, but it's just like, I don't know, man. That's just like if I was at, like I'm saying, if I saw that, if it was one of my family members, it's just like. All that, you know, all that outside stuff is just washed away, man. Like at the end, like when something like that happens, it's just, it's just pretty much black and white. This guy killed my father. These guys are cheering for him after he killed my father. Yeah, I, I doubt that the family feels good about that. Yeah, unless I, I don't know. <laughs> and I, unless I, like there was something that that was said before, like mm. let's all stand up and like give a round of applause for Jim Beheim and like the victims of this thing. Yeah, maybe. And, I don't know. That's weird. I don't, I don't know what I would do if I was in there. Mm-hmm. I, I might just sit there and be like, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. I don't know if I would. Cause, cause that's what would go through my head. Is like, am I clapping to support him because he's going through a rough, rough thing and like needs to know that like, it's all right. I mean, you know, to an extent, or is it like, am I clapping for like a dude who accidentally killed somebody yeah. and uh, like we're clapping for that? That's yeah, weird. Yeah. And I Ugh. just, I just think, I just think that it is tough. He, and I think Beheim said that he had to reach, they reached out to the family. You know what I mean? I don't think they got any response back because this is all so new and fresh. So. It's not that you would want to even think about, you know, you know, you, I don't think you can process someone reaching out to you because at the end of the day, in that situation, you're like, they, something, somebody needs to be punished or somebody needs to atone for this, you right. know, and I don't, I, it's, it's just, it's just a weird situation. I just think it was, but you know, it, you can't stop people. One person claps and everybody's clapping it's yeah yeah the arena is like being in an arena is mob mentality as soon as you get in there so yeah at the end of the day you got to take that into take that into account um yeah because just think of the opposite happened he walked in and then they started like i don't know like booing mm-hmm. or jeering then it, it'd kind of be like we'd be talking in an opposite way yeah where it's like well he didn't really do like he wasn't under the influence of anything mm-hmm. where he intended to kill this guy 
he this guy just happened to be like walking down a highway mm-hmm. a highway at night which is not like an ideal it's thing to ideal. be doing so he doesn't deserve to get booed you know so yeah. i just feel like depending on the outcome of what happened it would it's it's weird i don't know i just when did the crash like when did the accident happen i'm pretty sure it was in the morning like on what day uh let me just look it up like what day did the crash happen and then what day did this game happen that's what i'm curious about Okay, so the accident happened Wednesday night after the Syracuse 20-point victory over Louisville. Um, Police say Jimenez was a passenger in a car that apparently skipped out of control on a patch of ice and hit a guardrail. The 51-year-old was trying to get to safety when he was struck by Boheim's Boheim's, uh, SUV. Boheim had swerved to avoid the disabled car, which was resting perpendicular across two lanes, according to police. Oh jeez. Uh, Jimenez was taking. So he was doing his best anyways yeah. to like, prevent stuff. In- oh, that sucks. Yeah. And then when was this game? The game was last night. So on Saturday. Yeah. So it happened on Wednesday night or Wednesday, okay. in the morning. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Beheim's not a bad guy in this. He's no, not a bad I, guy. I was just thinking like, because I thought it had happened on like Friday. No. Or so I was like. I don't know if that's the best. Like, I don't think I would be able to go back to work if I did something like that mm-hmm. after a day or two. Uh, I'd probably be real shook up. Yeah. I might have to take. I um, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of soft though, so I'd probably have to take a lot of time off. I'd be real shook. Yeah, uh, I think I would need some time to reflect on some things. It happened Wednesday. Yeah. Happened Wednesday uh, night. That's a. Even then, Wednesday night, Saturday night, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick. Uh, but then again, it it's it's that idea of maybe he just needs to go back to doing something that he's used to, that he's comfortable with, because it's going to get his mind kind of off, just like dwelling on something which is going to like cause depression. Yeah, it's no. it's so strange to think about things from all of the different angles. Ugh. It makes everything so much more complicated. Yeah, this is this is a very complicated situation. And there honestly there really is no right or wrong answer in this situation. And Yeah, uh, uh, all that's happened is a uh, freak accident mm-hmm. and a man lost his life, which is awful. It's and it's tragic. My prayers, my thoughts and prayers go out to their family uh, because I can't imagine like hearing news like that. Uh, ugh. Same here. Yeah, same here. It, tragedy, thoughts and prayers goes out to everyone involved. Um, you know, do you, you want to move on from this one? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else we yeah. can talk about. It's because it just like keeps going in a circle. Because we could think of it. It's it's like you. I don't want to think of it as like you think of him as a villain or it's as not, a victim yeah. type of thing. And it and we shouldn't even think about that. It's just a dude died and another guy happened to be the cause of it yeah and it was an accident so at least that's what we know and i'm and what it sounds like from the police report it sounds like he was even trying his best to to like not cause any harm especially when it's icy and Mm -hmm. it's night i can't i don't know it could have happened to anybody yeah 
Definitely. It, it, it could happen to anyone. Someone who is, who is like had fame. So. Okay, so um, since we're going to talk about the Zion Williamson shoe and college basketball and Nike, we're going to talk about that last. Let's talk about right. our Sacramento Kings. Yeah. So um, this goes back to the Golden State Warriors game when we lost to the Warriors by two. Wait, we lose by one, uh, two points or we lost them by two points, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we lost them by two points. Good game. Good game, as always. And uh, on an earlier episode, I think two episodes ago or one episode ago, we talked about, uh, you know, the Warriors owe us a game this year. <laughs> so it turns out that game would just happen in the playoffs. We're just going to get that right. game in the playoffs. Uh, not, not, it's not a regular season game. We didn't talk about what, if it was on a postseason or regular season. But we're going to get that win in the playoffs. So that's that. But it was rather interesting. Did you uh, did you get did you check up on any of the Buddy Hill, Dave Yeager situation? Yeah, I saw a little bit of that um, where they kind of got into it. Yeah. Or like Dave Yeager kind of scolded him. Yeah. Is that what happened? Like he scolded him. It was uh, during the game. It was weird. It was really weird because Buddy Hill comes down. It's like. I don't know, like 30, 47 seconds. It was some like, it was the game. It was over. The Warriors had just went on a run, you know? And yeah. it was a classic Warriors run. And there's like nothing you could do at that point. And at, when you're at that point and you're coming down and you're like down by like five in Oakland against the Warriors, if they just came on a run, you're just like, okay, game's over. And then the only people, the fans would be like, just shoot a three, just shoot threes from now on. Jaeger yeah. was like, let's run a play. Well, Buddy just came down and cashed a three. And it went in, and we're like, everyone like, I was like, oh, oh, shoot. Okay. And then, so he kind of gets scolded again, and then they come down, and then Fox comes down, finds Buddy in the corner on the other opposite side in front of the Warriors bench, cashes another three. And then he gets out of the catch against Madam again, and he, to the point where they were, like, talking. And even Kevin Durant came over and was like, yeah, what's wrong with him? So it was like, it was, it was, it, it, it was totally uncalled for. It, it was it, for me. If you ask me, it was uncalled for because it's the. I get it was in the heat of the moment, but you saw what happened. Buddy Hill, he runs a play for Buddy Hill that open at the three. Buddy hesitates and goes in and tries to spin move for it too. Mm-hmm. I feel like he totally got. I'm putting that that loss. I'm putting that on Jaeger. He totally like. He, and I'm not saying that Buddy would have made the shot, but you know, you you can't like you're our best player. Buddy Hill is our best player this year. I know Fox is the driving force behind everything that we're doing, but I'm saying Buddy Hield is our best player, and he's been our most consistent player this year. And you know, put the ball in our best player's hand and let him let him win the game for us. He did it against uh, against uh, Detroit. That ball was so close against Denver. Let's just put it in his hands and let him win. Don't psych him out. He got us back. He scored six points in like 15 seconds. Let the man work without, you know, and give him your support. Let him know he ha- you have you have his back. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, but uh, you can't put it all on Jaeger. I'm putting it all on Jaeger. Come on. I'm putting it all on Jaeger. Wait, the- we, how how much were we up at like the beginning of the fourth? Because I I wasn't able to watch the game. I was just checking the scores. It seemed like we were up by like 
eight or nine. It's the Warriors, like, though. Consistently, though. It's the Warriors, though. I'm not saying, look at yeah, I'm not. We've been playing them close every single game of this year. You know? Now, look, check this out. No, I love Jaeger as our coach. Right? Sometimes his rotation is getting on my nerves sometimes. But I'm not one of those guys that like that's like off with his head. We need a new coach. I'm like, no, we need to, I'm like, we need to extend him. But in this case, I'm putting it on him. But it's, I don't know. It, it, I just feel like if Jaeger, if he's the head coach and he doesn't, he doesn't want that like type of play, and you go against it, and yeah, Buddy completes like hits two three pointers off of whatever he's doing. Uh, He's still not listening to the coach in a way. And you can't like lose control of the locker room. Cause then if Buddy just like, oh, I'm gonna do whatever I, I want and I can hit like two threes and coach didn't even want us to do that, now I'm better than the coach because I know what we I can do to score type of thing. And he has to like make it a point like, nah, like, listen here, young buck, I'm in charge. Uh I don't want that happening, and yeah, it happened to go in. It's it's kind of, right when you mentioned that, I thought of uh, the Golden State Warriors when Steph hit that, like had that one play where he was dribbling around, and then he like had his back to the three point line, mm-hmm. did that one dribble, turned around and like threw it up, and like made it, and it was like Steve Kerr went from being like pissed to like his head, he was like, oh my god, like I can't believe that one in type of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how Jaeger was feeling, but instead of just like shaking his head, he's like, "I gotta yell at this kid." Yeah, <laughs> but could you imagine if if uh, Kurt reacted like that against Steph every time Steph did those things? How many rings does Kurt have? Does he have more than Steph? Yeah, but he didn't have any rings when Kurt first got there, though. And then Kurt has the power, bro. I know, but Kurt like he put it. <laughs> He put the ball in, in Curry's hands and let yeah, him go to work. Like when yeah, Curry got there, they was he wasn't a, he wasn't an MVP yet. I have to I have to look back and see the shot selection because, uh, and I, I love Buddy and yeah he's our ringer he's our ace. Uh, but I hate poor shot selection. Just something that I've since I've grown up playing basketball and grown up with people who are idiots who suck <laughs> at basketball and think they're great at basketball and take doo-doo shots and think they're nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate, I hate it with all of my heart. Poor shot selection. Yeah. And if it, it, like, I don't know. If it's poor shot selection, it just pisses me off. Even if it goes in, it pisses me off. Like, oh, damn, this idiot got lucky uh, making this crazy-ass shot, and now he thinks he can do it all the time type of thing. Okay, so check this out, right? But if it's, like, in rhythm, then I don't know. I okay, so different. check this out. Say, okay, I understand you're getting mad at poor side selection, but let's just say that the shot that Jaeger initially got pissed off at Buddy was, you know, the, the first shot that he got pissed off at Buddy that caused the back and forth. Let's just say then, if that was bad shot selection, he drew up the play. He drew up the same play so Buddy can get that same shot. But then why would he get mad the second time? That's what we're asking. Are you sure that's what happened? That sounds so weird. I'm just saying, the, the shot that buddy that the the shot that buddy made when they when he came down to court and he shot the shot right, that is exactly the same shot that Jaeger drew up, or he got him in he put him in the same position 
to win the game, to shoot that shot, that buddy shot that initially pissed off Jaeger. Or what if Buddy was just doing that on his own because he knew he hit from there already? Nah, they drew and up that play. That's not the play that got drawn up. I mean, and in that in that case, it's different. But it looked like that was the play he wanted. They even said he wanted Buddy to take the shot last. Yeah, but it's like, what if he wanted him to take it from a different spot? Hmm. I mean, that could be true. Because again, I mean, it's just from like the little amount of experience I've had playing organized basketball like with the coach there was one game where I was okay I was in quotation marks one of the better shooters on the team uh when it came to in-game stuff and we were down by two and there was like five seconds left in the game and we're trying to win it so we're gonna hit a three so our play was to like have the like point guard drive in I was gonna kick out to a corner uh, after the defense got like sucked in and he would kick it out and I hit a three, uh, which that shit had me nervous as hell anyways. Cause I got ice in my veins like that, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, what ended up happening was the dude who got the ball, the point guard, uh, just decided to take one dribble and throw up a three from like eight feet behind the three point line, mm -hmm. which also happened to go in. And I remember I was just like, I was like happy just because I didn't have to really take the shot at the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the coach was still like pissed. Okay. Just because yeah. it was like that is not what we wanted, but like yeah, it went in this time. But what happens next time? Like mm. what happens when you don't like follow the actual play type of thing? I don't know. I get no. I give you that. My rule is I always defer to anyone with more basketball experience than I have. So I'm gonna defer to you on that one. Okay, yeah, but uh, again, though, you actually watched the game. I'm just kind of going by what you're saying. Mm. Uh, maybe I I sh probably should have like went and looked at the actual uh, plays that happened because that would probably give me more. No, you no, yeah, you probably would. But it was it was a deal where I just felt like they were coming down. The game was already out of hand. Uh, and it was like on a fast. It was a it was it was a fast break. They got a rebound and Buddy came down and shot a shot. That's when you want them. That's when you want somebody to shoot a three when the defense isn't, isn't set. Yeah. Even and then uh -huh. it was it was funny because the Kings have been getting a lot of national media lately because we're you know everyone every like everyone from like Stephen A. Smith is talking about the war the Kings are not afraid of the Warriors. They're talking about like Scottie Pippen was talking about him. So like people are like watching the Kings now. And then Damon Lillard came out and was like said something about that play too and was like. Well, if the coach didn't yell at him, he wouldn't be in his head, and he would have shot that thing. So, like, yeah, they, but I just, I just think but it's funny. Really, in all reality, even if you get yelled at by your coach, first off, you're not in high school; uh, you're a grown ass man, so you should be able to take criticism and kind of just go with it. So that shouldn't be what affects your shot. Uh, second of all, maybe Dave Yeager's kind of confused about. The fact that he's a different type of coach now and he doesn't coach Twin Towers that play slow basketball. Maybe he forgot for a second. You got me on the grown man thing. <laughs> he is. Yeah, you got me on the grown man thing. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. He is. And he's making millions of dollars make the shot. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's his job. Come on. Yeah, you got me. I got nothing to say. So, um... <laughs> So, and I love the Kings. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, I love no. The Kings. I'm pissed we lost. 
but I mean, in all reality, I'm just happy that we were there four games in a row against the Warriors. Like, mm-hmm. if one play tips our way in all four games, we're four and zero against the, the Warriors, and we're season. straight into the playoffs, which is insane, dude. So check this out, right? The Warriors and that little equation uh, that I had, and I talked about the Nuggets and the Warriors were not the games that I calculated into us needing to win. And we beat the Thunder last night. So that was a game that we that we didn't need to win either. Right. So we're sitting pretty right now for the rest of the season. I mean, we still got a bunch, a lot of season left to play. But we're sitting pretty because uh, the, the Spurs and the Clippers lost tonight. So And they both play tomorrow night. So if they both lose and we win... We jump up to the seventh seed. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I know it's like I said, we got a bunch of season left. We got a lot of season left in the in this NBA season before the playoffs start. But the fact that it is it is a end of February, March, and we're still playing meaningful basketball. It just I know this is it's unreal. I don't even know how to feel about it. It's just it's crazy. I was telling my friends like last year. We got eliminated from the playoffs in November. <laughs> and to give people context, the NBA season started like October 31st or October 30th last, <laughs> last year. So it took us like two weeks into the season to get eliminated from the playoffs. Now, yo, it's going to be, we're going to get, we either going to make the playoffs or we're going to get eliminated from the playoffs in like the last week of this NBA season. This is, I, I'm telling you, this is the most crazy feeling for me because. I mean, I've only I've I was started being a Kings fan whenever you took me to that first Kings game when we were back in sec. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've had zero uh, playoff bound experience uh, being a Kings fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that uncharted territories as a fan, and I don't know how to feel right now. No, I'm I'm hey man, I'm right with you. Like the only playoff experience I had was when the OG Kings were. I know and I don't I, have that. And I think I, I was like, have that to rely on, bro. Yeah, but like that was back when I was like in like third and fourth grade, though. That's crazy, man. And I mean, we have like it goes up to like I mean, two thousand. I think I mean two thousand six and seven, we were in the playoffs as well. But it was like, you know, we were getting led by like Ron Artest, say like we weren't gonna win anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were, we yeah. were, we the last time we made the playoffs, we were like that. We were like that old team that, you know. We were like an older team that really didn't have a future. We were in the worst position to ever be in the NBA, a middling team with yeah. an AFC team with like players that are at their potential or have over overachieved at their potential. Wait, was John Salmons on the team? I'm pretty sure he was a young guy at that time. Oh, savage! <laughs> I think he was a young guy at the time, but it was like we just had like I think we had Mike. It was before Mike Bibby went to the Hawks. We had him, we had uh, our whole team it was like Kevin Martin, Mike Bibby, and like uh Ron Artest. That was like our big three at the at the oh, time. Oh Kevin Martin. That was our big yeah. three. That was our big three. And then afterwards it was just like we did we just started on the route of like not making the playoffs and we just <laughs> it was just bad pick after bad pick. Yep. That's where I jumped in. Yeah, you jumped right in you jumped in right at before we got Mike Malone, I think. A little bit before yeah. Mike Malone. I think a season or two before Mike Malone. 
So. Yep, and then I got to experience all the fun. Oh, so you you know you 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 got your you got your bumps and bruises. Nobody can say you're not uh qualified to be a Kings fan. I know the the one thing I'm qualified. The to one be. thing, one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I gotta I gotta say something to people because I've getting a lot of I I've seen a lot of hate on Facebook. People were commenting like Kings fan are Kings fans are happy because they lost to the Warriors. I'm just like, dude, you guys. I hate when people analyze things without context. Wait, what? What does that even mean? Like, they're like people are like, oh, you guys are just happy to lose to the Warriors. You guys, you guys need to like want to win. That's the loser's mentality. What? Yeah, the people are saying that the Kings and Kings fans have a loser mentality because they're satisfied with losing to the Warriors. Stupid. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, don't <laughs> like. I hate when people try to analyze things without without context. Like you gotta like look at it. It's like the second year of the rebuild, and they're at this level. Nobody's happy with losing. Nobody wants to lose. But you say to yourself, "Wow, these guys are good at this point in the rebuild." Oh, it's about to get serious when we're at season five of the rebuild. You know what I mean? Like we're like that's what people are people are happy about, like them achieving because. We we've already exceeded the total wins, and De'Aaron Fox even said that, you know, it's easy to play right now because nobody was expecting them to do anything. So there's zero expectations. Yeah. So that's why every that's why we should be watching these games. That's how they're playing, and you know, like I'm not I'm not one of these guys that I know I want to be in the playoffs. But there's a lot of people that are like I get upset after every win after every loss. I don't really like, I get upset after like the stupid losses, like losing to the Phoenix Suns. Right, but I don't get mad at loss that we, as long as we played and we tried, because you know, right now, like the guys aren't at their primes. The only person that's like, I would say, Buddy started enter his prime, and Bo- Bogey, Bogey's probably in his prime as well. Um, but like, like Fox, Giles, Bagley, those guys are nowhere near their primes. They're Fox is twenty one, Bagley's nineteen, and Giles is twenty. <laughs> like, that's high like, like like come on man like just sit back and enjoy like i was I, when we talked about this over and over again when demarcus was our only young asset we talked about we were like man we wish we had a team where we could watch like progress from like young i know <laughs> to like old and we were seeing like all these teams that were doing it and we we're just like dang we wish we had a, a young group of the people we can root for and we finally have it and it turns out like they're actually really good i know it's crazy man and it, i think you know and it, it i think there was a like the king like the, the king like the players they say like they, they say always oh, they say like oh we knew we were, we were this good at the beginning of the season i don't think so i think that they knew they were going to be there better than everyone expected but i don't think that they thought they were like playoff good I think if they knew like how how really good they were to be in the season, it'd be a whole different, a different season. Like they'd probably be playing even better. But you know, you as you progress throughout the season, you get better. You you know, fine wine needs time, I guess. Cheese needs yeah, time. I just think all these haters talking about oh we're content with losing to the Warriors are just teams that we've beaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans of teams that we've beaten who are supposed to have beaten the Kings. Yeah. So stay hurt, man. And, and namely, trash. and namely OKC Thunder fans. I actually, yeah, I actually commented, out of here, I commented back to a couple people. Cause like I had to, uh, Chris move did a, he does his NBA recaps. Right. 
And yeah. Chris Smooth was like, Kings upset at the Thunder. And I was like, wait, what? You can't upset the Thunder when we beat them, when we won the season series 3-1. <laughs> and then another person was like, another person said, uh, a person commented was like, he said, uh, oh, well, Paul George was tired last night. They were on a back-to-back. And I was like, I was like, all right, then what's your excuse for the other two games? <laughs> There's no excuse. Like, they, we, we won the season series 3-1. There's like what's, people. What's, people always fetch for excuses. Always to make a reason for for losses. And whatever. We, and there's no Paul George slander on this channel. We love Paul George. Huh. We love Hell Paul yeah, George. We are pro PG. Pro man. PG, except the movies. We don't like PG thirteen movies, but PG thirteen, we we're pro PG. Hell yeah. Except when he's playing against our Kings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, but don't don't discredit the Kings, man. Just like they're a young team, I know it's easy to make fun of the Kings because you know we do some Kang things sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> we are here, bro. It's gonna be a good ten year run, man. If we keep everything, I don't, why can't good, people just appreciate? That's it, what man. I'm saying. I don't understand. Like they play a good brand of basketball. They're fast. They're they're fun to watch. Like if I was a if I was a um, if I was an NBA fan. And the Kings weren't my team. I would love to watch the Kings. Whatever. People yeah. are whack. It's whatever. So we'll keep you guys updated on the Kings route to the playoffs. It's going to be an exciting one regardless. And also the Lakers lost to the Pelicans the other night. So they're dropping even further. So if the Kings got into the playoffs and the Lakers didn't after getting LeBron James, you know, best season ever. They're going to be real hurt. That's the best season ever. Those Lakers fans are going to be real hurt. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And all those Lakers fans are actually Warriors fans right now. So, which is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So, um, moving on. We're going to, now we're going to wrap it up with the uh, Zion Williamson shoe explosion because this is going to lead into a whole many different types of conversations. I know. So you, of course, you saw what happened when his shoe exploded. Yeah, well, first I heard about it. Or, like, maybe I saw an article. I don't really remember. And then I, like, I was like, huh, his shoe broke. And then I, like, looked on it online on a video, and that shit busted. Like, that went up his foot. I was like, huh? I was like, that was crazy. And the first thing popped into my mind was Bo Jackson mm. because I watched that 30 for 30 on Bo Jackson because he was like the most supreme athlete at his time, you know, like the greatest athlete. And essentially Bo Jackson was too strong for his own body. Mm-hmm. And on a football play, he like what, like he pushed too hard after like getting tackled by someone. Yeah. Like pulled it and like exploded hip. too hard and like pulled his damn hip out like, of the socket. Out of, yeah. His, pulled his hip out of his socket or something just because he's too powerful. And that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, damn, Zion Williamson is like the Bo Jackson of college basketball right now because he was too damn strong and busted through his damn shoe. That's crazy. (laughs) That shit did blow up, though. I was like, whoa, he's strong. So then he, I guess he sprained his, was it his right knee or his left knee? He sprained his knee. Yeah, I don't know what knee he sprained. I just know he sprained it, uh, which I don't know. Like, I've heard that a sprained knee 
is actually like kind of serious because it's kind of close to like messing up your ACL or your MCL or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And especially with someone like, again, uh, comparing him to like Bo Jackson, but someone who's like essentially too strong for his own body in a way, it might be like kind of serious. I don't really know though. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. So, yeah. So I, I, so the fact that you, I'm glad you said that. So a lot of people are saying that he should sit out the rest of the season. How do you feel about that? I'm, I think with like, uh, with knowing that no matter what, if he plays or not for the rest of the season, he might as well just because he's going to get drafted first overall. And, uh, I don't know how serious the injury is, but just might as well just sit out and then get paid in the NBA. Mm, I think because what's the benefit of uh, playing I mean there's no benefit I guess I mean the only thing his stock can only plummet right yeah so business wise I'd say if I was like his agent I'd just be like yeah just sit down but if he's not hurt you need to play I feel like yeah. you, you need to play if you're not hurt and you're fine, and you're not gonna. Ask. Okay, this is my my opinion is all based on if he's not gonna hurt himself, and if there's not gonna be any damage towards his future. It, it, like I said, it, it, if there's gonna be damage or anything that's gonna halt his future, don't play. But if you are 100% healthy, or you're as close as to being healthy as possible, and everything is is good, you got a second, you got a doctor opinion from Duke, and you got a second opinion, you got yo, because you're gonna need a, an opinion outside of you know people that want you to play. Like, I feel like right. Duke's going to be like, yeah, you're good, you can play, even though you're going to have pain. You know, kind of like what Kawhi did. Get a second opinion. They say you can play, and you feel comfortable playing. You need to play. It's just, you know, it's keeping the integrity of the sport. I think, I, I think yeah, I think you're, I agree with that. Like, I think that he should play. If he can play, then play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you went there to play basketball, yes, to get to the NBA, but you decided to go play basketball for Duke, and you better, like, it's essentially your job to play for it's, them. Yeah, it's a partnership. Yeah, so why wouldn't you go and give it, uh, go give it your all if you can? Um, and, but then, yeah, on the other side, it's, I don't know. And then Charles Barkley was talking on, for, on uh, Inside the NBA, they were saying that they never played in shoes he was saying that he he changed shoes every game and I always thought that that was crazy that NBA players did that but after seeing Zion like he probably needs to like start switching his shoes after every game like those shoes are like he said I think those shoes are like two weeks old or something like that they look pretty beat up but yeah he probably should start playing with new shoes every game <laughs> I honestly just think he's like stronger than the average human so mm-hmm. normal ass shoes aren't gonna contain his foot he needs some special ass shoes so so nike was getting a lot of heat from this and he was playing in the paul george shoes so nike do you think i think i think that that that, that the nike hate was a little unfair out of all the stuff yeah. that out of all the stuff that nike does as far as like sweatshops and everything i don't think they need to get any more heat for this yeah, I can't believe, like, I think I saw something like 
like Nike plummeted a billion dollars. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, huh? It's like, that's insane. Essentially, it's like, uh, how does that, a dude, right? First off, he's, he's a college student who's what, 18 years old, mm-hmm. maybe. How does that guy cause a whole, like one of the biggest companies in America to plummet like that? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. I like that dude's that dude's causing a crash on Nike stock. I don't even know. Like that doesn't make sense. Like what happens if like LeBron busted through a shoe? Mm-hmm. How much does it plummet then? That that there's no more stock. <laughs> there's no more Nike. It just cancels. It, it just, just it it, imp- it implodes. Like as soon as <laughs> as soon as like it's right when the shoe blows up, the company blows. Yeah, up. it just implodes. So it's like it's like okay, so it's like like check this out. Didn't help. What about all the ankle sprains <laughs> that people go through? <laughs> like that, I don't understand why Nike was getting heat. And like, what about uh, Paul George busting his busting getting busted up that time when he was training for the Olympics? Exactly. I bet he was wearing Nikes. Yeah, I just I just think that. Like you said, this dude is just a freak of nature. Oh yeah. Like, so I, I I don't I don't I can't I can't blame Nike for what they did. I mean I, I mean sorry I can't blame Nike for what happened. So I think Nike needs to the heat needs to the, leave the heat leave Nike alone leave Nike alone. For reals, but I I think it all just comes down to. Uh, people essentially idolizing and putting this guy on a pedestal uh, where it's like, if it doesn't work, then it's not going to work for any of us. And all the kids are like, oh, I don't like Nikes because I couldn't wear Nikes. And you know what's going to happen anyways? That fool's going to wear a Nike the next time he plays basketball. Oh, He's not going to switch his damn shoe brand. So I don't even understand, man. Okay, so we're here now. And so Nike wasn't the only thing that was getting heat. College basketball was also getting a lot of heat. And I think we both kind of have different opinions on this. Oh, dude. Normally we have different opinions on this. But I don't think that college basketball deserved the heat that it got. Because Zion potentially got hurt. Because you all, you feel that, okay, so you feel that college players shouldn't get paid, right? Hell no. And then I feel that in some circumstances, they could probably get a little more money than they already get. Like, I don't think they should be getting handed out million-dollar contracts. But I think they should, depending on the revenue that they bring in, be compensated a little more in their financial aid situations not necessarily getting paid more but a little more like i don't know how to say it because i do feel that the integrity of college sports is that they are unpaid athletes and it's amateur to some extent but when you watch like the tv deals and all the marketing that comes with it at the end of the day my heart says that they should get some type of compensation for that 
You don't feel but that way. They're deciding to go to that school because they have that much publicity. Mm-hmm. So then they're just using the school as a pedestal anyways to like try out or like show an audition for these pro teams because they're like, oh, Duke has Duke probably is gonna be on national television like goddamn thirty times in a year or some crap. I like I don't know. But it's just like they choose Duke because of that where they don't choose, like, a school that's close to them type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like they're getting – first off, they're getting paid because they're going to school for free. Uh, second of all, they're using the school as – they, they don't really even go to the school. Uh, they, they go for, like, six months, and then they go to the NBA. So I don't understand why – I don't think they should ever get paid. The only thing is the NBA needs to allow them to go to the NBA or try to get to the NBA straight out of high school then. Mm-hmm. That's a, like the only thing that like I could see why people think they should get paid in college is because they can't do that. Uh, but just make that an option where, yeah, you can go to the NBA straight out of high school type of thing because then it kind of eliminates people being forced I guess to go to college, which they're not, because they. I'm sure you could go to the G League, or you could go play in Europe if you really think you're good enough. Uh, okay. You could do that. So that's why I don't think college should ever have to pay their players. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, this is, honestly, um, I guess my argument is more towards football, because you're actually forced to go to college for three years. And basketball is, you know, it's kind of like you said, you're only there for six months, really. Yeah. You're not really a part of the program. Um, I do think basketball should eliminate the one-and-done rule. I think it's stupid because you don't learn that much more in college in six months than you would in the NBA. So I think that rule is dumb. So I think I think they should just – yeah, I, I think the problem is it's just eliminating the one-and-done rule. Yeah, it's it's really just let them go. If they really, if they really think they're good enough to go play and make their profession basketball straight out of the high school, that's their decision. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. But then again, I don't know. Like, if they go and they fail to like make it into the pro, like make it into the NBA draft or go on a pro team, I guess if they don't play like a minute of pro basketball. I think they should be allowed to come back and, like, use their eligibility in college. I agree. But I think it goes if you – I think it's if you hire an agent, you're, like, a professional. So that like, How does that make you a professional, though? I'm pretty sure that's what it is uh, if you hire an agent because I, I think that's this, this the, like, the thing. Like, if you – I think if you can join – and I agree. I feel like you should be able to – like isn't that because isn't that the thing for like guys that enter that enter the draft at a at a college, they're not allowed to go back to college if they hire an agent. I'll look well, at maybe. That. I just yeah, if they can make it so like they they're able to get the same exposure as all the other draft prospects, and they have like that fair chance of getting the NBA, and they don't make it in, they don't get paid at all being a pro athlete then yes they should be able to go back to college and play for the college 
I'm not saying that they should, like, if they play pro basketball and get played, they should still definitely be able to go back to college, mm-hmm. just not play basketball for the college. <laughs> I think that's two different things. Because at that point, then, it, I don't know. It's weird why it's a thing. Uh, but I guess it makes sense, because then you couldn't have, like, LeBron going back to college and winning for national championships for no reason yeah well i mean if you can i think they should just say just screw it man if you could declare for the draft do it if you don't get in just come to college you just lose a year just you just lose a year you just have to redshirt that year yeah i think they should be allowed to come back and i think they should even play still but not just not that year you got to redshirt for one year yeah you just you're going to be like a five-year senior now (laughs) i just I just like the fact that, like, once they try to, like, commit to the basketball path, like, to being a pro basketball player, and, like, if it doesn't pan out, and they realize that, oh, I only spent six months getting a free education at this college, I just think that's a good lesson for them. Like, oh, maybe I should have actually learned something in college as a fallback because basketball might not be... Uh, that end all for my career yeah. type of thing. I mean, because there's what there's like 400 spots in the, there's 400 roster spots in the NBA. Yeah. And there's like thousands of high schools across America and like thousands and there's of colleges. Not like a huge turnaround for basketball every single year. It's there really like isn't. A hundred people retire every year and a hundred new fresh faces come in type of thing. It really is true. <laughs> Like, each team may add one or two more people. Yeah. So, like, at best, there's probably, like, anywhere from, like, I would not even, it's not even that, maybe 15 to 30 new people in the NBA. Yeah, like, fresh faces that, like, make a career out of it. Unless you're, like, the OG 76ers where your whole team is just D-League players. (laughs) Usually, yeah, usually they just keep the rosters intact. And, yeah, so... No, I, I I agree. I think all this would be all this this poo pooing on the NCAA would be all would be better, or it wouldn't be there if they just eliminate the one and done rule. And I think they are doing that. They're gonna. Yeah, they're, I think they are. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they are in like 2020 or 2021 or something. But I just why why does it take that long? I think I know. Why you just be like, yeah, we're gonna get rid of it. So just do it tomorrow. Next year, yeah. <laughs> next year, you feel free to just come through. <laughs> yeah, just come come on through. But you know what that does though? That means if if okay, so if I was a GM, right, and I know they're gonna eliminate the one and done rule, I'm stashing so many second round picks. Oh, to like take a risk. Yeah, bro. Like check this out, like. You know, you check that if if college and this is kind of this is probably gonna be a really shady. It's gonna make like high school scouting so shady now because you're gonna get these second round picks, right? You stash a bunch of second round picks, and then you spend all your scouting just looking up players across every single high school. You just you just hire an extensive scouting program. Like you're you just make your put so much money into your scouting division, and they just go out and they're just looking at high school players and they. You know, they, they they might hit on some and then they might wreck some people's lives. Like, hey, man, like, we're going to pick you up. Like, just join the, you know, join the draft. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that would be. It's going to be it's going to be really shady because then there's going to be like, hey, we, we'll take care of your family. 
you know, if you declare for the draft, you won't get a lot of money initially because you're going to be a second-round pick. But we'll get you taken care of. So I think it's going to be shady. But I definitely, if I was a GM, I would get a bunch of second-round picks because they're going to be extremely valuable because you're going to be able to take chances now. And then you can get a guy that, you know, you could get a guy that has, like, no skills. Like, you, you could probably find, like, a Giannis, not saying, like, type player, but a person that's raw, that you see potential. And you can, like, actually take him and mold him at that point. Yeah. But I, I, I guess it's kind of, I mean, they used, they, they had it. So there was no, like, where you could go to the draft uh, straight from high school. I don't, like, did a lot of shady stuff like that go down from there? I don't know. I Maybe, probably, but. Because, I, I mean, it's, I mean, essentially it's up to the dude, like, the person who's playing basketball. If they're smart enough and they know, like, no, I'm not ready to go to the league right now, then maybe they spend a year in college or two years in college or whatever, and they, like, develop their game. Uh, and it, I don't know. It, I feel like NBA teams, like, I would not be surprised if they did some shady stuff like that where they're, like, just trying to convince random dudes who have, like, potential mm-hmm. to just, like, nah, just throw your name in the draft. We're going to pick you because we think you can be something. Yeah. Where they could actually screw someone over. Uh but I would like to think that if there's no one and done and you have these guys going and playing college basketball for like two or three years, then that also adds to like second round prospects who are like more veteran, mm-hmm. and like who could add more, like who could add value to a team as well. Yeah. Just not like that one out of a million shot in the dark type of chances that you might do with a high school player i agree i got two things to say one i think probably shady stuff happened like that back in well like 2003 i just think there's just there wasn't like a lot of media coverage on stuff like that or like it's just not that much social media around so and people yeah, have their it platforms. is different now you're right like i think now like people will be on their instagram like oh snap this so-and-so did this, this there's just so much stuff that can take media coverage and surveillance now and two i agree with you if they, I feel like if the one and done rule is done, you would have players stay in college for more than one year because right now it just seems like, you know, you're you're, you're like, I think people to use the one and done rule just because it's like it's a it's a requirement. So once you're done with your requirement, you're like I'm ready to go. Right. They're like, oh, I can go play in the NBA. Might as well go try it. Might as well go try because because at that point there's a there's a clock like you like immediately. After you get your you you finish your one and done, your clock starts now. You're like, I can be a pro now. I'm wasting time. Let me go be a pro. Which is crazy, cause like if you think of some of these like OG great NBA legends, Two, like three Hall years of Famers, in college. they went like three years, four years in college, and they like they like played a whole like I'm pretty sure Kareem uh, or Luau Cinder when he was in college. Pretty sure he went for four years. He went four years. And yeah. he's still, what, number two? Mm-hmm. All-time scoring? Mm-hmm. Like, Shaq, Shaq did two or like, three years. Yeah, like, you can go to college for three years, and you still have a long career. Mm-hmm. Like, people, I, they're just caught up with trying to get, like, just trying to get paid. 
Which, I mean, it makes sense. If you're in a rough, like a rough uh, financial situation, then yeah, maybe that's what you have to do. I don't know. It's just so much money in NBA. That's what it is. There's just too much money in NBA now. There is too much money. There's just like so much money that now you're like, as soon as you're able to get it, you got to go get that money. And you're like, you look stupid if you don't, because you can get hurt. But you're so right, because Charles Barkley, I think he spent two to three years in college. Kenny Smith spent three years. Jordan spent, I think, two or three. Yeah, I think so. Um, Duncan, I'm pretty sure he spent two. I think Tim Duncan might have been four, four years. Four years, maybe. Yeah. And then this would, so that's when you, and that's why Steph Curry, four years. Damian Lillard, yeah. four years. So, and what happened when they went to the pros? They hit the ground running. Like, for real, for real. Like, yeah, like they came in and they were, they didn't play like a rookie. They didn't. Like, you know, like Dame. When he came in as a rookie, he was like he was already the best player on the team, and kind of like leading the team. With Lamarcus right? on the team, Lamar- yeah, Lamarcus was there, but it was like, oh, this dude is not does not play like a rookie. Yeah, he- Steph, the same thing would have happened if he didn't go into such a strange uh, situation, mm-hmm. playing yeah. with like Monte Ellis, where had- he couldn't even. <laughs> Like be that, and with his damn ankles snapping yeah. and stuff. So if his but, if he didn't have the ankles, he would have won Rookie of the Year over Tyreek Evans that year. Because he almost yeah. was he at the end of the year, it was almost starting like he was gaining speed towards the end of the year. But that was mostly because his ankles, and they had like a, a they had a version negative seven point copy of him on the team already. So. <laughs> 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 they had like the, 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 the prehistoric model of Steph on the team. <laughs> they had like the Game Boy, the Super Game Boy. <laughs> Steph's like a, a 3DS and they had like the the original Game Boy on there. With, that, that gray brick. Yeah, yeah the gray brick was playing in front of him. So that's a, he just had a weird rookie year. But, I think but he, then, I mean, there are, there are those four-year players who, like Jimmer, I think he played four years, right? Well, that's just because the boy Jimmer, 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 it wouldn't matter how many years he's been in college. He just didn't have the NBA athleticism. Yeah. Or, like, it's he didn't, he it's didn't, just interesting. He didn't have the height or anything. But, like, people were knocking Buddy Hill for spending four years in college. But... He can still, he can still, like Buddy Hill can still play ten more years from this point on, because he's not like easily, yeah. He's not like a, a freak athlete, so he's not gonna lose. He could play like fifteen more years. Yeah, if, just like, last three years would be sitting in the corner shooting threes. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, I don't understand why people like they gotta like talk about his prime because he's just a marksman. Like he's only gonna get more accurate and. All he has to do is just stay in shape and so he can just keep on running around. I know. So, yeah, like, I think without the one and done rule, people would stay in college more. Um, because even, like, say, like, so say, like, let's put, like, let's keep, let's not put ourselves in their situation, but say, like, we're, like, college, and the college was like, hey, you could graduate if you finish 31 units. When you're done with your 31 units, you would just try to graduate, wouldn't you? Was that? 
Yeah, when I'm doing my 31 units, what happens? We'll say like the college, like a college says, you're when you're done with your 31 units, you can graduate. Yeah. Will you just try to graduate after 31 units? Uh. Depending on like if you felt like you could go on to like you would get your degree and you could go on and get a get a job. Honestly, probably yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll I would. It's just less money that you have to pay. Yeah. So, but that, it's, it's the same situation. If you give me a guideline that I have to do, I'm going to do the guideline. Like most people are going to yeah. do the bare minimum to get over that threshold and they're going to go do what they need to do. Yeah, and also because I wouldn't know uh, like what a full four-year degree would feel like mm-hmm. versus a half-year degree. <laughs> no, so. I'm just saying like if you could get like a, a math degree and <laughs> oh, or you just—it's just like the requirements. If you can finish your requirement, once you finish—if you have requirements, once you finish that requirement, you're gone. Like when I when I'm grading these papers, it's a 100 to 200 word response. Oh, 100 words? It's 100 to 200 words? Let me give you 105 words, and I'm done. Right, right, right. right. You finish. You finish the that. requirement. Oh, so I can stay four years, but you say I only have to stay one. Bet I'm gonna stay one. But if I say. Yeah. But if I say, uh, but I've noticed that in the assignments that I've, like I've had, I've given, and I was like, there's no real word requirement, but you need to write to the point where you feel that you are truly able to get your point across. That's when I get responses that are like 400 words, right? 300 genuine words. Genuine stuff. Genuine responses. So that's yeah. when you say, all right, there's no one and done rule, but you should probably stay in college until you really feel like you're ready to get out. Bam. Right. That's when you get guys saying three years, four years. Yeah, I think that's. I just think that's a better, a better system. And then it's it's not colleges getting used as just like a six month stopping ground, which they probably don't even care because they make money off of it. They do. It's just though, you won't have that. It'll benefit the colleges if anything because they won't have people just freaking pissing and moaning that. Oh, we don't get paid. Yeah. Type of thing. It'll just be like, well, you can go get paid. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, put your name in the draft. You'll exactly. get paid. Exactly. So. And like, yeah, because like nowadays, like, people like talk about like college alma maters and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> you was there for like five days. You probably went to like six different classes that whole semester. Shut up. I know. Like, they talk about like, I don't get me wrong. Like, because it's, 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 it is mainly like the Duke ones. Like, the, the guys that go to Duke for, like, three days, they talk about Duke, like, culture so much. I'm like, bro, you was only there for three days, dog. You they'd, they'd be like, they'd be like, oh, uh, Zion, Zion, yeah, Zion, he can go play uh, for New Orleans. Want to know why? Jalil Okafor. <laughs> he played for Duke, too. <laughs> exactly, bro. That, that's a brotherhood. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get, there's like, there's a, on this, uh, there's this, there's a couple guys. There's, there's one, like, this, like, Duke family or something on Instagram or whatever, or, or Twitter. And he, like, he'll post, like, highlights from, like, all, like, the Duke family. So, like, he'll do, like, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, Marvin Bagley, you know, all these guys who post up, like, their highlights. And the same thing with this, like, this Kentucky guy. He'll do, like, De'Aaron Fox, Stupid. Willie Colley Stein. He'll just post stuff, stuff from those guys. And I'm like, bro, like, he was just, like, Bruh, like you, they were barely there, and Kyrie only played like two games. <laughs> but I like get the I'm, only thing that would make sense 
for someone to say something like that would be someone like the Florida Gators. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like, you know, like the Florida Gators when they did the back-to-back mm-hmm. with Joe Kim, Al Horford, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Brewer. Yeah. Like that's when I could see like, oh, yeah, like that's like, oh, that's a Florida, that's my Florida brother right there. Like something like that is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They won two championships together and they played, they played there for like three or four years together. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's your alma mater. When it's just six months, like up until March and you're gone, it's like you didn't build any relationship with exactly. that school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like as soon as like they get done with the tournament, they're out to school. Like, done me, with the school. like do you think you think uh you think Ben Mack and Mario Chalmers are brothers because they both went to Kansas <laughs> Thomas Robinson? <laughs> And Thomas Robinson? We had both of them on the team at the same time, I think. I don't even think they talked. They probably didn't even know they went to the same school. They was like, oh, you went to Kansas? Yeah, me too, bro. He said, no, I went to one of them that that had blue on it. That's for sure. He said, oh, no, not the purple one? (laughs) And he's like, no, yeah, I went to the blue one too. (laughs) Hey, scratch that. Thomas Robinson don't got a job anymore. He got nothing to lose. We got to start talking about him. Neither does Ben, bro. We don't want, oh, I don't want them coming after us. Ben is short and athletic, so he's like I six do. five. I want Ben to come after me, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> ben, don't, don't, don't entice him. Come on, piece of guy. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get him fired up. <laughs> I'll like... stay pulling for Ben. <laughs> but like, yeah. So that I mean, that makes it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I don't, I don't. As a fan, like as as a, I don't know, like. Wait, what am I saying? As a college basketball fan of a college team, I, that's got to be weird to like every year root for like a superstar player, a new one, like never getting attached to like a player because they're always gone. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, take this out. Like, you're a freshman, right? You're a freshman. So, that first year, you're rooting for um, Jason Tatum. Next year, you're a sophomore. Now you're rooting for Marvin Bagley. Third year, you're a junior. Now you're rooting for Zion. Fourth year, I don't even know who's on the team at this point, but who's like the high, the high <laughs> pick next year? That's that's four different superstars. Yeah, it's dumb. Just imagine if all those guys stayed four years and you had a team of Jason Tatum, Marvin Bagley, and Zion Williamson. That'd be stupid, insane. Yeah. Ugh, it's dumb. I think uh, wasn't. What's that fool? Slenderman? Slenderman? Yeah. Yeah, Slenderman was on Duke. Oh, Sleepy. 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 Oh, Ingram. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, he was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Slendy. He was on Duke. So you would have had a team of like, you would have had all the interchangeable. That team would be nice. You would have had, you could put Bagley at the five. And then Zion at the four, Slender at the uh, at the three, or put no Slender at the, he'll be a shooting guard, and then you have Jason Tatum at the three. That'd be a deadly deadly lineup. That'd be crazy. And you know what? Thinking about like the whole if they got rid of the one and dones, I feel like the college basketball competition would step up, not only because people would stay longer, um, 
but because you wouldn't be so keen on just going to like these giant universities. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think as many people would focus on going to Duke, Kentucky, and like those top schools that are like known for one and dones. I feel like they would kind of spread out the talent a little more and make it more interesting that way. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the talent, like the talent, talent wise, it would improve across the board, like from college to the pros. Like you, yeah. you wouldn't have there would the developmental period wouldn't be so huge. You wouldn't have guys like you know like a Jonathan Isaac that's coming in and you're you're watching him for like three years and you're like, oh, he could become great. Damn, bro, I forgot he was in the league. Yeah, you know what I mean? We were we wanted him. We were like, <laughs> oh we were like, bro, we should get Jonathan Isaac with our 10th pick. That's so real. So, like, you wouldn't have, pro there would be, there would still be projects. Like, there's always going to be projects. And right. those guys were probably, like, high schools. So or they might be one and done, or they might be two and done. But I think the, I think you would just have an influx of more talented, more seasoned, developed players. Yeah. At I the don't I don't think the first or like 10 out of 15 lottery picks would be projects. Exactly. And you know, at the, at the very least, you'll got you'll get guys like that can play in the system. Yeah. You wouldn't get a and whole. If, yeah. And if they are like quote unquote projects, it's like a high school phenom yeah. type of thing or like a college freshman phenom. And then you got like your juniors and seniors that are like, yeah, they could play. Yeah, that, that's and, and you know what, you know what you just described, you described the two thousand three draft. <laughs> you really did. You, you, you Lebron, Lebron, Carmelo, and D, D Wade. So real. That's crazy. Because I was about to make that point that it was more interesting when you had like college phenoms, high school phenoms, and and juniors that could play. It was like an influx of more talent because you you're watching. Because when there's a, when it's uh when one and duns aren't there, it's just like you're able to like speculate on more talent coming into the league. So you're like right. watching like LeBron ball out in high school, and you're like, Noah, I think he could play in the NBA. And then you're watching Carmelo win a championship with we're bringing it back around with Bayheim. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we're watching him win a championship with him, and you're like, oh yeah, that dude can play in the NBA. And then you're watching D Wade make it to the Final Four. And you're like, yeah, that dude's time. It's time for him to go to the NBA. And then you got Chris Bosh, like a project. And you're like, yeah. that dude could play in the NBA too. He just needs a little more seasoning on him. So I think it'll be good for college basketball. Just stay away from those Kwame Browns. Do you know? Nah, Kwame's nice. We're going we're gonna to get some Kwame's now. If the one and done is over, we're going to get some Kwame Browns. Kwame's, bro. Kwame's nice. Kwame... You know, like J.R. Smith, he was the one in, or J.R. was fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, yeah. Who else was? I think Tyson Chandler was out of high school. Yeah. I think more bigs would probably go out of high school than anything. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause like KG. Yeah, because you're like, dude, that dude can, is huge. Mm -hmm. And he can play. So you're like, let's just draft him. I don't think I don't think you would draft a point guard out of high school unless they're like crazy. I mean like Kyrie Irving, you would you would have just took him out of high school. And he didn't even play in college, so basically did. 
yeah, he was pretty much, he pretty much, in my eyes, he's a one and done. I mean, a high school player. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I think it would make basketball better. I think it would, too. So Hopefully, when it actually comes into effect, it works this way. Yeah, we'll hopefully. See. Hopefully. They, like I said, I say this all the time. On the podcast, off the podcast, on Twitter. Not really on Twitter. But they just need to hire us into the front office. I know. We don't even have to be in the front office of an NBA team. Just get us into the front office of the league, both high school, college, and NBA. Yeah, just give, us, just give us all the power, bro. Just give us all the power. Um, <laughs> I'll be there to balance it out when Carl like tries to make everybody make $1 million contracts. <laughs> I will not let him do that. No. Damn, bro. Come on. I'm going to check some balances here. <laughs> bro. Because <laughs> that's the first thing Carl's doing as soon as he gets in there. Dude, I said if they're a superstar, a legit superstar, I'll give them two and a half. See? I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> NBA Player Association, your money is safe with me in the front office. Because <laughs> that's the other. Damn, I knew that's the first thing Carl was going for. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm, I'm taking their contracts, bro. Come on, give me your contract. You was going Freaking. All those, if, honestly, if you did take away their contracts and you gave them, like, some cheap contracts, you know how competitive the NBA would be? I'd be. I'd say, all right, everybody, look at your contract right now. This is how it's going to go. You get a pen, you scratch off that last zero. <laughs> <laughs> where, where you stand at now. Jeez. That's how much you get paid this season. Do you know how next hard season, people will be work, playing? <laughs> be like, next season, I'm going to work out all your contracts for you. Don't even worry. That's still a lot of money for some guys. It is. Like, John Wall would be like, hmm, I'm all right. <laughs> John Wall would still be getting big. He'd still get like $21 million. I know. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a fat money. It is. Um, so, yeah, be rest assured. Adam Silver, we're coming for you. Coming for your job. This is, it starts out small, but we're, we're coming. Oh, did you die? Oh, my gosh. I uh, popped out my headphones. I missed that whole last bit. Oh, just letting Adam Silver know we're coming for his job. And I'm going to let every single NBA player and every single future NBA player know I'm coming for your damn contracts. And I'm going to let every single NBA player know. That <laughs> you better drop that last zero, boys. That that's not going to happen. I'm here to protect you guys. <laughs> There's going to be more money when I'm involved. You guys, get your contract's going to get bigger. Whoa, dude, come on. Because the money that we're going to have coming in when we take over is only going to triple. So, you guys are going to be making more money. The whole league's going to be making more money. But most importantly, Carl and I are going to be making more money. That's right. We're going to get paid. We're getting paid. You know those, you know where those zeros are going from all your guys' contracts? <laughs> going right on the end of ours. Right on the end of ours. We're going to have hella zeros, but we just got to make sure we put a one in front of them zeros. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure, for sure. Because there's what? That's, that's, 400, uh, that's 400 zeros, bro. Yeah, bro. We split it up even. That's, That's 200 zeros a piece. Let's just start our salary off at $1 a year mm -hmm. and then just add on the zeros that we take from the players. I'm down. I think, that that, would be good. I think that's how we get into the front office. We tell Adam Silver we just want a dollar <laughs> each and he doesn't know our, he doesn't know that we're doing our zero plan. He'd be like, what? 
Because <laughs> this is how it would be. He, he's listening to the podcast, right? And then he's like, oh, those guys are only want to work for a dollar? I'll do that. Then he goes and takes vacation because he thinks that we're capable of handling it. And all of a sudden, he comes back, and like the player association is like on strike. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like no games being played, nothing on TV. And then we've, we've already quit at that point. Right. Because that then be able to be a sinking ship, and we don't stick to sinking ships. Hell no, we're gonna move on to the WNBA, bro. Oh hell no! I'm yeah, the first thing I'm, I'm doing is give them a couple of my zeros. To be honest, you're gonna give them tell me you your zeros. Give them, I'll give them some zeros. Yeah. Well, uh, WNBA players, I'm taking two of your zeros. <laughs> They're gonna be making like a hundred dollars a month, bro. They're just playing a game. <laughs> They're just playing a pickup like church league basketball. Yeah, they're just they're just playing at the well, bro. <laughs> and uh obviously all you NBA players, WNBA players out there, will probably school me on the court. But doesn't doesn't make me uh feel any different that you guys are just playing a church basketball league game. <laughs> and uh prove me wrong. And the way to prove me wrong is stop having your uh rookies of the year. And WNBA champions in the Celebrity All-Star Game. Playing against Quavo and Famous Los. And, yeah, they just have their guys playing against, like, celebrities. For real, and when they're out there playing, they low-key look like they're trying hard. Oh, they're trying hard. Like, at times, they look like they're actually trying hard at some time. And they kind of be struggling. Oh, yeah, they're definitely trying hard. It's crazy. All right, so ready to close this one out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's close it out. Let's close it out. Okay. Uh, so we covered a lot on this episode. Um, sports sports topics, but I feel like they were pretty... It was sports, but a lot of the topics were bigger than sports. We are able to talk about some other things. Um, you got any last words, Carl? Um, Bob Kraft has oh, more God. rings... Uh, than Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's after. Uh, I'm really thoughts and prayers go out to my boy, the Earth, the Jimenez family, and to all the people who are affected by uh, prostitution and uh, what's it called? What do you call it? Yeah, human trafficking. Human trafficking. Yeah. Jeez, man. You're freaking <laughs> crazy, man. All right, man. Now I got to say this after this episode. Um, we've said a lot of things today, and you might feel that we're unqualified to say those things. And you know what? You're probably right. And we've also seen said some things that weren't actually right or educated. And you would probably be thinking we're only saying that because we're uneducated. And you're right about that and that's why we're unqualified and uneducated thanks for tuning in for this episode it's a but uh it's gonna be a you know hour plus and as always stay unqualified live uneducated and we're out <laughs>